0: Educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 172 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Ephraim Bekele. Ephraim Bekele is the program manager of ECOP, or Eric Mead Community Psychosocial Program, and radio co-host at Eric Mead Media and Communications, formerly known as Posterity Psychological Therapy and Training Center. He is based in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and has diversified experience in the areas of lecturing, professional training, event preparation, volunteering for social development, counselling and human capital consultancy services. Recently, he became an international peace ambassador for IWPG. He designs and coordinates a free counselling and family mediation service, ECOP, or Project Every Family, at Irkmead. And he's given more training and consultations in almost all regions of the country in the areas of human capital development, public relations and digital marketing, self-development, defensive driving, organisational psychology, creative social work, counselling, art therapy and women empowerment. Ephraim studied and specialised in psychology and counselling psychology with more than eight years of experience. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Ephraim's views on the current state of the social enterprise sector in Ethiopia, we'll get his insights and perspective on social innovation happening in Ethiopia, and we'll hear Ephraim's tips for social entrepreneurs who are keen to get their projects off the ground. Now, unfortunately, the internet connection wasn't the best for this particular podcast, but you can certainly have a look at the article online if you're having trouble listening. And if not, we hope you enjoy the interview. Ephraim, thanks very much for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, Tom. I
0: appreciate it. It's great to be talking. So I'm really curious to hear a little bit about your background and what led you to working in the social enterprise space.
1: Thanks, Tom. Um, my background is um, me and uh, my team. Uh, we are uh, five people working on this project as a top management and also uh, founding this uh, project and company. So uh, we've studied psychology, me, uh, most of us and the rest of the team studied journalism. <laughs> Into the media studies, yeah. And um, ten years back, uh, two of our founders—they—they um, they were about to graduate from school, and uh, they saw kids uh, with psychosocial problems, and also there is a huge need in Ethiopia of psych- this psychosocial support. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about psychosocial, it means uh, counseling. It means developmental needs of kids and the youth. So they saw this huge gap, and uh, they started working with like, with the kids. She's a, uh, she's a female. So uh, she was a young lady. Then uh, they saw that this is a huge need. Once they started with the kids, they saw that many parents uh, started like asking for such kind of service. Yeah. So uh, because of that, we, start, we started, we launched this ErkMad uh, Mental Health Center. And when we started this thing, people told that we are like, uh, we are palm readers, you know, those people who read palm. And uh, they uh, asked us, what's my future? Tell me about my fortune. Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen next year in my life? So, uh, you can see that awareness was a huge problem, mm. a huge challenge. So, we started uh, also the radio. Why not the radio to make uh, to bring this awareness into the community about mental health? And uh, be- which was the radio because before the radio, we started a magazine, didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> because in East Africa, people, uh, there was a research that we found out later on. People learn best. Uh, through auditory, through listening, mm. through talking, through stories, and not not just sitting and reading books. So uh, we have to appreciate the difference of uh, everyone in this world. Yeah. So we started the radio, and the radio became very much successful, which, brings, which uh, gives awareness on mental health. That's called the Commandment mm-hmm. Health Project.
0: Wonderful. So it sounds like you've had some great success over there, Ephraim. So tell us a little bit about the impact of your work and... And what sort of audience you're, you're currently reaching?
1: Currently, a Kamad radio show broadcasts three, three times a week. Yep. All in the afternoon, uh, which is afternoon drive. People uh, listen to us while driving, while going to their school to pick their kids. So we uh, use the radio, the traditional radio. We use Pass through the radio station. We don't own a station, but we have three shows, yep. on two different radio stations. And an aggregate of uh, research from last year gives us that an aggregate of 10 million listeners are following our radio show. Wow. And our listeners are not only in Ethiopia, they are all over the world. They are in USA, they are in Australia, they are in Middle East, they are in Europe. Uh, and these listeners are only Ethiopians and Eritreans, those who speak Amaharic, because we use Amaharic language on the radio.
0: Wow, that's that's huge reach and something to be really proud of in getting that exposure internationally now it's really exciting your friend because you're currently working to help organize the social enterprise world forum in Ethiopia which is running this year in October so I'm keen to hear your perspective what do you believe the participants can expect and what are you most looking forward to about the forum
1: well talking about culture uh, social enterprise is a huge culture in Africa and also in Ethiopia. I can say Uh, we don't have the term before the term social enterprise, but it was a culture of business. Yeah. So we we also didn't know that we are social enterprises until uh, the British Council and other uh, programs uh, gave us a training on social enterprise. Mm. So then we found out that we're doing a social enterprise model. So uh, for us, after the awareness about social enterprise, we've seen that many small businesses are directed to this model, social enterprise model. So. We've seen thousands of businesses, small and medium, and also some big businesses that are uh, using social enterprise in Ethiopia. So we expect that these businesses, with I call them like a business with a good heart, with a social cause. Yeah. So they will have the first biggest exposure to social enterprise and on a, in a global level because we didn't have this global level of thinking about social enterprise. Some businesses, they quit. But now it's the understanding that we have a global network of social enterprise, enterprise forum, which will be in 2019, this year, in October. They will also have an, ex- uh, an experience of um, an exposure of discovering what's going on in Ethiopia, also mm-hmm. in Africa, because Ethiopia is the, the, the capital of the Africa Union. And they, have, they will have exposure of all the countries of Africa uh, when, it, when it talks about when it comes about uh, social enterprise. So also this will be, I think, um, a great exposure. And I've seen that many of social enterprises in the world, uh, while learning on uh, online, also meeting them. I've seen that they're trying to solve the same problem. I mean, similar problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Similar problem. Yeah. But they're using uh, different approaches. You know, which is contextualized to the environment. And when they meet in the same place in the same time, now it will be a great uh, opportunity to learn about solutions for the similar problems. Mm. So we can learn uh, a different solution for the same problem that we have in Ethiopia. It could be from uh, Europe or from uh, some kind of, some part of Africa or from uh, from the east, east part of the world. So it will be, uh, this is what we are expecting.
0: yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's gonna be a really exciting event and place to be. So, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your perspective on, on Ethiopia's approach to social enterprise. What do you believe other nations can learn from you guys?
1: Well, uh, we're still also learning from other countries, from other parts of the world, but if you come to Ethiopia, then the one unique thing that I've observed about social enterprise while I'm traveling to other countries is that it should it should come from inside. I mean, the passion to do this such kind of a business, it should come from from, from inside. And that innate uh, interest of doing such kind of social impact business uh, will come also with a business ethics. What I'm saying is like creating jobs, creating employment, creating uh, relationships, which is based on win-win uh, approach, yeah. and also delivering a quality product or service. This is this is what many of social enterprises enterprise are striving. Uh, it's sometimes they are selfless, which I understand. They have to be also sustainable. But at the same time, there is a, there is a great practice of business ethics. Uh, so I think social enterprises are, should be the models for business ethics, uh, which is delivering a quality, and, a quality product and service uh, with a very, very, very uh, affordable and accessible approach. So this is one thing that they can learn from uh, Ethiopian social enterprise models. Wonderful. And you
0: said the term social enterprise wasn't really used until recently, but what do you think have been the key factors that have helped develop the social enterprise movement in Ethiopia?
1: We can see this into two different types. The first one is the need, the need from inside. What I'm saying is uh, there is a huge unemployment in my country Ethiopia, right now uh, because Ethiopia has uh, has a huge number of uh, youths, young people, like Africa has like 400 million or something uh, young generations, which are ready to uh, to start a job, to start employment. And the same thing is happening in Ethiopia. We have around 40 million people, which are between the age of uh, 15 and uh, 40, which is, we call them young people. Yep. So you can see that these people are looking for a job. It could be entrepreneurship, it could be entrepreneurship or it could be uh, being employed into some kind of job. So you can see that there is a huge stress in the country. The government is trying to uh, open a lot of job opportunities. And, but sometimes big corporate companies in the government only cannot solve this problem. Mm. So you will see that there is a huge gap. But if you interview those young people... They have a passion, they have a skill, and they have some kind of interest, you know. They have their own passion projects. So they don't have to wait for the, sometimes they don't have to wait for the big corporates to hire them, or sometimes they don't have to wait for the government to hire them. So they can be an entrepreneur. So when they think about entrepreneurship, there is the whole new uh, of understanding about social enterprise also. So this creates a job for themselves first. That that's the first thing they can secure. And at the same time, they can also employ people, engage people into their social enterprise projects. So you can see that there is a huge need for employment and social enterprise will come in to solve this problem. Hmm. Because like I said before, for me and for us in our company, we believe that social entrepreneurship is, and social enterprise is about uh, bringing jobs, bringing a real solution, and also uh, bringing um Affordability and accessibility of your service. So I think it's a best model to, to hire people, to engage people. Yeah. And when you engage them, you don't have to also hire them. They can be co-workers. They can be partners. For example, in our office, we, have, we hire counselors. At the same time, we also give uh, big uh, counselors to co-work with us. Mm. You know, we have the space. They don't have the space. They have, a, they have individual branch, So they come to us and they work with us. So it's unemployment. In a very flexible manner so this is the first niche uh the second one the second kind of type what i'm what i'm observing right now is even if you have employment you know even if you are employed in a big beautiful company yeah. corporate company or even if you have a decent government job sometimes the social change that you want to create is not fulfilled in that company is not fulfilled in your job mm. so there comes a question that where is my where is my um, meaning in life? You know, yeah. where is my contribution to this to this world? So then you will decide to leave your job or to uh, to collaborate with your or try enterprise because sometimes uh, big companies and big projects, they don't address grassroots interests. You know, grassroots social change. Yeah, but you are the one. You are an individual. Each morning you wake up and you see that problem. And you don't have to write sometimes a big proposal. You can just deal with it as a social enterprise. Mm. So uh, I think that comes. That's also a second need that in Ethiopia now people uh, have a might have a great job, but they still need to uh, solve some kind of social problem. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm observing now.
0: Yeah, wonderful. You've spoken about the high unemployment rate in Ethiopia, Ephraim. So for those who are keen to start a social enterprise, or perhaps for those who are listening or who are aspiring social entrepreneurs, what do you believe are the fundamental ingredients of successful social entrepreneurs?
1: I think I can put it in three three success factors. Yep. Uh, the first one for us is like what keeps us going. I can give you an example of our, our own company yeah. rather than just talking about it, what I don't know. Perfect. So let me use our company. The first one is it's a passion. We call it passion projects. So if a person is not passionate about what he does, whether he's employed or whether he's employing people, whether he's collaborating, co-working, the first thing has to be is like the project has to be a passion project. So whenever someone asks me, what's your, what's your project? I'll be saying, it's my passion project. And yeah. I have to be passionate about what I'm doing. So the first key success factor is they have to be passionate about that thing, that project. And where does that come from? It comes. It might come from your own personal problem, the, the thing that inspires you at the same time. Sometimes it doesn't have to bother you. It might also inspire you when you do that thing. So the first one is passion. And the second one is your team, like how you build your team. Because social enterprise for us is like not about this. Yeah, individuals will be successful, that's for sure. But at the same time, there must be a strong team. A team of leaders, a team of service, uh, service, the the people who deliver service, and also a team of customers, you know? You, You should have a team of customers. Like those people who Make sure that your product and your services is always accessible and affordable. Mm -hmm. So I believe that we need to build a team. We need to think like a team. Uh, Because when you are in a team, your solution is like, is the best one. Because you will address uh, individual differences. You will address cultural differences. You will address many things so for So as a social enterprise, if you want to be successful, you need a team. So, if you ask me, uh, what happens in my in our office? We stick together. Like, we had many challenges, financial yeah. problems at individual level, uh, and sometimes your family might say, "Oh, are you sure about this thing? It's been it's been a while." Like, yeah, <laughs> we've been <yeah>. trying. To. <laughs> so, we stick together. Like, um, we have a turnover. It's all this, but especially those people who are passionate about the project, we stick together. Sometimes we do part-time, part-time jobs, we do freelance jobs, and we, keep, we come back to our, our, our big vision. So we make sure that you have the right team to be successful. The third one is, are you creating value? Are you consistently creating value? So whether you have a good team, whether you have a passion project, if you don't daily or uh, consistently creating that value in the community, in, in your business, then even your revenue will decrease. Mm. I'll tell you this with confidence because sometimes we've seen that in the past years our value, the, the value that we deliver for our community might sometimes be compromised because of different factors, you know, yeah. because of uh, policy, because of uh, uh, because of the business nature by itself, because of sponsorship, because of many things. So the moment you compromise value uh, to deliver for the community, then your revenue will decrease, your motivation will decrease and your team will also be questioning what are we doing? Mm. You know, yeah. why am I here? So make sure that you're you're delivering that value. Everyone posts that business canvas and uh, says this is my the value proposition. Yeah. Make sure that you are proposing this thing forever. Like uh, a man might propose a woman for a marriage, then if she will say yes, then what? They will start marriage. Like. Is he still proposing that value or he's just proposed her one time and forgot about it? So you have to make sure that the value that you propose, which which might be marriage, for example, for those individuals, for our company, it's uh, wellness and well-being. Uh, so we make sure that uh, that value uh, is always there.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. It's a, it's a great perspective, Efrem. Thanks for sharing those, those different points. So, I'm, I'm curious to hear about some inspiring projects or initiatives that you've come across recently, beyond your own work at Irk Mead, that's happening in Ethiopia, which is really creating some strong positive social change.
1: Okay. In Ethiopia, like I, said, like I told you, there is a social enterprise business. Um, it's, it's been a while since uh, we, have, we have seen social enterprises, but we didn't know that they are social enterprises. We were confused are they charity? Are they nonprofit? Are they business? They yeah. we were confused, but once the concept came in, they now we understand about it, and also we try to shape ourselves into pure social entrepreneurship. Mm. So we've seen that we have partners, we have uh, friends, we have seen many companies who are uh, who have been struggling. You know, yeah. people advise them, why don't you be just a pure business? Some some say, oh, you have a social impact, so why don't you be a, a nonprofit? But we've seen many uh, companies consistently doing this thing. For example, we can mention uh, those people who are working on health sector. Uh, for example, there is a very um, good social enterprise example called um, Tabata Ambulance uh, because in Ethiopia we have uh, a very huge gap in, uh, in the, what do you call it, in the paramedics, you know? Yeah. So we lose people on the street, not because we don't have an not because we don't have a hospital, but we don't have that connection between the incident, place, the incident and the hospital. Mm. So that comes in a Ambulance. So uh, they're doing an amazing stuff. Uh, their uh, model is a pure social enterprise. And also on um, youth development, on education, especially in quality education, uh, we can mention Brooktides um, and her company. Uh, yeah, they have a, a TV channel. Yep. Um, that works on children's personalities. It's called Whiskits. So Whiskits is also a pure social enterprise. Um, the third social enterprise that's doing a great job uh, in Ethiopia is uh, called Rohobot. Uh, Rohobot is providing a palliative care for those people who, who can't move from their house, but they want a service, a nurse and uh, a health service. So Robot is also a pure social enterprise. So we also uh, appreciate what they're doing. Uh, we have many, many social enterprises in Ethiopia now. They're, they're, they're being a great model for other uh, startups also.
0: There's some great examples there, Efrem, and it'll be fantastic to meet some of them over at the World Forum this year. So to finish off then, which books or resources would you recommend to our listeners?
1: Yeah, there are uh, organizations that accelerate social enterprises, so for us, uh, we have benefited a lot, so, because we couldn't even get this knowledge in the university.
0: Mm. So
1: the first one is Reach for Change. They are social enterprise accelerators, and also they have a rapid scale program, uh, big social enterprises. So we recommend people of social enterprise and how to do it. And also, if they, when they, whenever they have a new application, they can apply. So the second one, the second uh, social enterprise accelerator program uh, dedicated in Africa is called Growth Africa. Uh, Growth Africa accelerates social enterprises from uh, five African countries. And if you check their websites, Growth Africa, uh, they have a huge resource of this networking social enterprises. And so they have applications each year uh, and they um, expose you to the good investors, impact investors. And we've taken this training uh, since last two months and we're benefiting a lot. We're understanding that how social enterprise should work and how social enterprise can impact more and also being sustainable. And people can uh, get a lot about social enterprise on, on those two websites.
0: Wonderful. Well, Ephraim, thank you so much for providing us with your generous insights and time today. It's been a pleasure to speak. And we'll look forward to meeting you in person at Addis Ababa later this year.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tom. And we appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing it. And see you in Addis for the big um, uh, forum. And also we'll be uh, keeping in touch. Yes. I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you so much.